What is up, everyone? Today's guest is Ohio State Pickleball Club's president and founder, Fernando Esquivel. We're doing 10 questions, 10 minutes, and this episode is directed to college pickleball. So if you're into college pickleball, this is the episode for you. Fernando, it's great to have you on the episode, man. Yeah, I'm pumped to be here. I mean, nothing gets me more excited than pickleball, honestly. <laughs> hey, I'm with you there. And let's just get right into it. Question one, talk about college pickleball. The APP College National Championships happening January 3rd. What can we expect from that tournament? Yeah, uh, to be honest, I'm not too sure what to expect just because, uh, one, the other competing circuit right now is the Duper Collegiate, and you have to qualify to get into nationals. So that being said, when you go there, you know you're going to be expecting the top of the top schools. Not necessarily the case for APP here. Um, this is APP, from what I understand, theirs go, their go at the college circuit. Um, so they're trying to get as much interaction with colleges as possible. So if you're a college team, um, I think this is a uh, time to get noticed as well, since there's no requirement. Easy climb and rank for the APP if they're going to do some sort of collegiate poll. Um, also a chance to win money. Question two, how do you see the future of APP and Duper in the college pickleball scene? Uh, as of right now, I see them as two separate, you know, circuits. If they ever get together, that's not in my near future, you know, uh, site. Um, I will say Duper was the first organization to provide uh, an environment where college pickleball was taken more seriously. They're the first uh, organization to put together tournaments where any school, any student that's part of an organization with pickleball could go. Um, it's becoming more and more official as we go. Um, and uh, Duper right now, I think, is recognized as the most legitimate one. Um, just because of how long it's been, they've had time to organize themselves pretty well. Uh, uh, there's always room for improvement, but, you know, we can't, beggars can't be choosers. Us college students are just happy that there's been a place where we can play and it's a little more serious than just organizing play ourselves among schools. You know, there's ranks, there's money to be won, um, there's rivalries to maintain, all that good stuff. Um, and then the APP, like I said, this is the first go that they're having at it. Um, we're excited to see what's coming up of it. They're starting off with a tournament with the title of national championship. So interested to see what goes on there, how it's organized. It seems that they're simulating some sort of MLP play where it's team, you know, but they're also including singles, which Duper doesn't incorporate unless it's a tiebreaker or as they call it their dream breaker match. In question three, what does the overall 2024 college pickleball scene look like? Like what can fans expect from 2024? Um, I'm curious to see how the programs grow as well outside of circuits. Uh, there's schools that are investing in collegiate programs as well for pickleball in the sense that they're hiring coaches, building facilities. Ohio State hasn't gotten down to that. We're kind of pulling some teeth trying to get there. But, um, but like I said, it's all about funding and sponsorships and whatnot. That's another area that I'm really curious to see. Um, since we aren't NCAA recognized, I'm curious to see how sponsorships go because there's kind of sky's the limit. We have no rules and regulations besides maybe uh, brand deals that your school has if, if you're tied to being a club sport rather than like a student organization. 
And question four, what do you think the next step is for College Pickleball to kind of take that next step of legitimacy or whatever it else, whatever else that might be? What, what do you think it is? The next step would be, uh, I mean, I'd say you see players like Avik Natowich, you see players like Colin Schick, which are big names for, I mean, I follow PPA uh, the most and they're, they're big names in the PPA, you know? some of the top players in pickleball and to go to a collegiate tournament where you think it's these players that just don't see this as a hobby, but something you do with all your free time and then see them there where it's like not just their free time, but like their paychecks. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, so to take it to the next level would be, I mean, some sort of transition where, you know, every other sport that someone plays in college, it's a route to professionalism in that same sport, you know, whether it's track, whether it's cross country, basketball, baseball, soccer, you know, there's some sort of route to the professional uh, circuit. Uh, pickleball being so neat, so new in general, whether you're pro or collegiate, there has yet to be that clear route of how to get to professional. Um, and to be honest, I think we're still in that gray area where nothing's really defined. For collegiate pickleball, what would define it to be the next level would be like saying, these guys are the next generation of pickleball, you know? Question five, as college pickleball gears up, how pivotal is recruiting and offering scholarships gonna be in the future? That's gonna be really interesting, um, especially because of the fact that there is no juniors tour yet. For the time being, I think, the best colleges can do is kind of offer these scholarships if they have the money or they see value in it, offer these scholarships and have people apply for them rather than, you know, go out scouting these people. Sure. For the first time ever, we're starting to get messages reached out to us from other high school students or even, you know, players that might be transferring schools. I don't think it's gotten to the point where they're transferring for pickleball. Uh, but it'd be pretty cool if it got to that point. Um, but we're getting messages from high school students that are saying like, hey, I'm in between like these three schools. Um, I'm this level player. What are the odds I'd be able to play at your school? Because I mean, for these uh -huh. new generation players that are taking it super seriously, I don't blame him for wanting to go to a school where he's going to be uh -huh. in, in a good program, you know? In question six, I want to take you back to nationals. Just talk about the overall feeling, the atmosphere there. I know you were saying there were some, you know, pro players that are also in the college scene. Could you just kind of recap it for us? Right. Yeah. No, nationals was incredible this year. Shout out to Duper. They did a great job at organizing it. Very easy. They always do a good job at making us feel like valued in this environment. Um, but either way, it's a lot of fun and as angry or as, you know, as much as the turmoil boils uh, in the environment, at the end of the day, all the teams really like like to shake hands. Um, everyone's being nice to each other. Everyone's talking and being like, oh, I really liked that one shot where like, that was really nice. I didn't think you were gonna get that, you know. <laughs> the environment is still very friendly and we all understand that this is something we wanna see grow. And the best thing for that is just like moving forward with a smile, the best attitude possible, you know. Question seven, we're getting more into Fernando Esquivel. What makes him tick? So how did you get involved in pickleball? And then what made you start or found OSU Pickleball Club? Yeah, uh, so I got into it earlier than I want to say the the hype of it. Um, they built some pickleball courts just coincidentally by my house. I'm, in, I'm from Pittsburgh. 
So, and my dad was a recreational tennis player, you know. You put someone that's uh, an avid tennis player, he probably wouldn't win, but he'll hit <laughs> some good shots every now and then. And then he sees these courts there um, that were just built, and he's like, I wonder what this is, because he's always loved racket sports. You know, he's played racquetball, he's played paddle, and he's played squash, great squash player. Um, but anyway, and uh, he starts asking, they let him hop in a game, and that was enough for him. He was hooked at that point. Um, and one day they didn't have enough or there was no one he could play with. So he brought me out for singles. And at the point, at that point in time, I was 18 years old. Um, you know, I'm definitely not as fit now as I was then. Uh, and he was beating me. And I don't know about you, but when you're getting beat by a 40 plus, when you're at like supposed to be some of your prime moments in life, I didn't like that. And that was enough to get me back. Like, you know, every time he challenged me, I'm like, today's the day, dad. Question eight. For those of you that don't know, Fernando's pretty well connected in the pickleball realm. Who are some of your favorite people to play with? And who have you met along the way that's been pretty awesome? Uh, favorite people to play with. I mean, as much as we bicker and complain, my dad's always going to be one of my favorite <laughs> people to be on a pickleball court with. Even at this collegiate tournament, like I was very fortunate where he was able to come watch me play. Cool. And Friday or Thursday, we got in and it was a day where all colleges had access to the facility to hit around, get used to the grounds, whatnot. My dad hopped in a couple games and we played against some other people. And it was it was really, I don't know. I mean, it full circle. He was the first one to introduce me to pickleball. And that was my first collegiate tournament. And it was, it was really cool to have him by my side there. Uh, I mentioned earlier uh, the collegiate circuit. I've been able to be, I don't know if meet is the word, because I get a little timid against some of these big figures. But <laughs> call, call and Chick, uh, you know, walking in the hall is always cool. Uh, like I said, Ava Gnadowicz at this tournament was really cool. I got to talk to her really nice. Um, besides that, I know the Johns brothers have a sister in the circuit, uh, Georgia. I got to meet her in Cincinnati. And uh, I was very lucky where that's been formed into a friendship on top of it. Final segment here, we're calling it Buckeye or Ball. So I'm going to give you a situation and you tell me if it's a Buckeye or if it's a Ball. Okay. All Do right. You mean a Buckeye is in a person or the, the nut? The nut. Okay. Interesting. Got it. All right. You, you ready for situation one? Yeah. All right. You can put it in your mouth. I'm going to go ball. <laughs> okay. Guys are poisonous. I wouldn't put that in my mouth. Okay. All right. I mean, okay. You got a point. I actually didn't know that Buckeyes were poisonous. So yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Number two, you can play with two at a time. I mean, I'll go Buckeye. I've seen students on the campus, pick them up off the ground and juggle them. So I, Hey, three at a time. Wow, impressive, impressive students. Number three, you hit this hard enough, it might break. Uh, ball. <laughs> okay, I mean, you can probably go either one with that. Last one, I'm gonna leave this one to interpretation here. You just can't get enough of these. Oh, I mean, it's, it's both for me, honestly. <laughs> it's both, I love being in the Buckeye environment, especially in a rivalry week. I can't get enough of the Buckeyes. Uh, oh, but we said we're talking about the nuts specifically. I, no, I that, said, no, that works. I like the answer. I like the interpretation there. Yeah, I mean, I've gone to the, the state up north for rivalry week when we play the the team, uh, the Wolverines. Yeah. Um, 
And I'll tell you what, I can't get enough Buckeyes when we're up there. So I just can't get enough of them there. And even on campus, just having someone to, you know, uh, fist bump with, share a drink with, whatever. They're they're great when you're cheering on for the same team. Um, but yeah, pickleballs. I mean, I'm running out of those every day. So I, yeah, I, mean, I got enough of those too. I hear you. The Midwest, they aren't as uh, sustainable as they are down south. Sure, fair enough. And bonus question: Is it true that that rivalry week that you're talking about, and when you submit a class paper and you leave out that that letter that looks like this, is that a hundred percent acceptable? <laughs> During that week, I will say there's even been teachers that accredit more points. You know, we we get into the environment like crazy on campus. We cross out that letter on every building, um, on every paper, on everything. You know, it's it's not a pretty one to say the least. Hey, fair enough. All right, that's Fernando Esquivel. Any last questions or any last comments? Sorry. Uh, well, on that note, I'm going to say go Buckeyes, and I hope college pickleball keeps growing the way it is. I'm right there with you, man. Everyone, Fernando Esquivel, president and founder of Ohio State Pickleball Club. Thanks for having me, Tyler.